On Palm Sunday, we gather to reenact Jesus' entry into the city of Jerusalem. We recall that historic moment when Jesus approached the city. He approached and entered it like a king. It seemed to many that the long-expected Messiah had come to save the Israelite people from those, like the Romans perhaps, who oppressed them. Crowds lined the roads with branches and cried out, Hosanna, a Hebrew shout of joy and triumph that means something like, Save us, we pray. Jesus had been gathering followers who hoped he would save them. He was performing miracles and preaching with courage. He was getting noticed, and those in power in Jerusalem started to get nervous. As we've been hearing in the weekday readings at Mass lately, They were already plotting to kill him. And Jesus knew that. He even told his disciples three times that he would be killed. They didn't understand fully what he meant, but soon they would. This means that Jesus, with full knowledge of the immense pain and suffering that lay ahead, went to the city anyway. We know what happened next We just heard the very long reading of the Passion Narrative from Matthew. There's a lot in there we could talk about, but I want to focus on one part in particular, Jesus' agony in the garden. He knew what was coming. He willingly made the trip to Jerusalem. He let himself be betrayed, and he knew he was about to be arrested. So he prayed to his heavenly Father, not once, but three times. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. This cup included the hard task that was before him, his death upon the cross. Jesus' words there can be divided into two parts. Let this cup pass from me, and not as I will, but as you will. The first part, a request to spare him from the cross, shows us that Jesus is fully human. He's also fully God, yes, but he is like us in all things but sin, so he does feel pain. He does not desire that pain, And neither should we. And I find that encouraging. Even Jesus himself, on some level, did not desire the cross. The second part of Jesus' words, though, subordinate his desire to avoid suffering to his desire to do the will of his heavenly Father. And this, of course, is what will play out. It was not the Father's will that Jesus be spared the pain that was coming. And in the end, it was not the will of Jesus either. There is a great deal at stake here. It's the salvation of all of humanity, of us. So, Jesus and the Father agree, their wills are united. That this saving sacrifice should proceed out of love for us. But imagine if things had played out differently. 
Imagine Jesus foresaw the pain that was coming and he simply said no. Imagine he started carrying the cross and after he fell that first time, he simply got up and walked away, leaving the cross laying there on the ground. The work of salvation would not have been accomplished. That would have been an even worse tragedy. But could we really blame him? I mean, how do we deal with suffering and hardship? How do we handle it? First, I think we, like Jesus did, do what we can to avoid suffering and hardship, and there's nothing wrong with avoiding suffering. But then, sometimes, we realize there's a higher purpose to the suffering, that enduring whatever is before us might be for a greater good, that it might be an act of love, a share of the cross. On our better days, we embrace it and power through it with God's help, How else, after all, could soldiers go into battle? How else, after all, could parents change a nasty diaper, right? Many, many things are hard, but we do them anyway on our best days. On our worst days, though, we lay the cross by the wayside. We choose our own comfort over doing what we know is the will of God. And then the work of salvation, the good works God asks of us, they are not accomplished through us. Every one of us has a vocation in life, a calling to live a life of love. Each of us us is called to take up our cross daily in a particular way, offering up our work and our prayers for the good of someone else. In doing this, we share in Christ's redemptive work accomplished on the cross. Jesus didn't need to let us share in carrying the cross, his cross, but he has. We become his co-workers in the world. Why? Well, as we carry our share of the cross, We are engaging in a loving act for someone else. And this makes the world a better place. And it prepares all of us for heaven. Whatever crosses we encounter in our lives, homework, hectic schedules, illness, loneliness, poverty, family members who need our support, calving in the middle of the night, dealing with the livestock, whatever it might be. Know that it's okay to want to avoid hardship. But also know that if you carry the hardship with God's grace and offer it up for another, either in a real practical way here and now, or through prayer, Jesus, I offer this pain for the souls in purgatory, for example. You may be doing God's work. And even if God's work is hard, it's worth it. So, I know it's tempting, but don't lay that cross by the wayside. When you realize something hard is the will of God, carry it with his grace. Ask our Father in heaven to help you pick it up and carry it well 
just as his son, our brother, Jesus Christ did.